0: Hi, I'm Jason Bryan from the Short Time Wrestling Podcast and founder of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and operated, and those opinions presented and expressed may not reflect others, the sponsors, patrons, or the parent network. Find more shows about the greatest sport in the world at the Matt Talk Podcast Network at matttalkonline.com. you're locked into the pack Vitality pop-ins podcast a look inside the nc state wrestling program with head coach pat papalizio and members of the wolf team and staff now let's join your host five-time all-american and student athlete development coordinator hayden heidly
1: Hello, Wolfpack wrestling fans. Welcome to episode 102 of the Pack Mentality Pop-Ins Podcast. I am your host, Hayden Hidley, joined
0: by the head coach of the Wolfpack, Pat Papalizio. Hayden, great to see you. As always, excited to knock this episode out. I see we got a lot of things written down over here.
1: Yeah, we got a good slate ahead. I'm going to go over recapping the Cliff Keen Las Vegas tournament. Um, go into a few individual performances there, and then we'll uh, move on and talk about this last off off weekend for us. is Busy f- stretch of uh, travel. We had a weekend off, guys uh, knocked out their finals, and we'll preview the collegiate duels in New Orleans, talk a little bit about the, the city of New Orleans, maybe some cultural things there that we'll get to experience and uh move on to some holiday talk i wanted to kind of pick your brain on on what the holiday any holiday traditions that you celebrate or anything that you like about this time of year how's that sound can't wait i'm gonna have to ask you some questions too i'm gonna think about them all right and then we'll have an interview with the director of operations for the wrestling team mackenzie wood interested to hear about her background and just let the fans kind of know the newest part or uh, newest member of the team here on staff should be a good interview with her. But, you know, starting out, let's kind of recap the Cliff Keen Las Vegas tournament. Uh, ended up with a second place team finish, um, had seven place winners there. I would say it was a bit of a step up from the last time we went to Cliff Keen, Las Vegas. Yeah, where, <laughs> I, well,
0: I'd have to agree with you there. But, you know, I think we uh, learned from that trip not to travel in last minute and uh, get there late at night and wake up and have the jump on the scale. So I think going a day and a half early helped out a little bit. But overall, you're right. It was, it was a pretty solid performance from our guys.
1: Yeah, the tournament we talked about earlier is the 2020, I think, is when we went. And... Uh, That was pretty much tough all the way around. I think every single guy that was on that trip ended up getting beat pretty badly at some point or another. I remember Trent and I made the finals. Both of us got beat pretty handily. And I think afterwards, we left and we're like, it's kind of... Kind of hard to to imagine that we had the best two performances of of the weekend after something like that, but felt like we uh, did a little bit our job this year. And I think the guys were a little bit more rested after the the travel. And so that was good.
0: Yeah. And, you know, those guys stayed here over Thanksgiving break to train. So you could tell their their focus and commitment paid off for that.
1: Yeah, I'll start out with just the guys who ended up placing at the tournament. Uh, Ryan Jack had a third place finish, had ranked wins. Over number 29 of Navy, number 26, Kazimer of Columbia, number 15, Belton of Oregon State, number 13, Crook of Virginia Tech. So he cleaned up pretty well uh, that weekend with a lot of ranked wins. Pretty tough bracket. It was pretty wide open. He lost a close one in the semis to a guy that we've wrestled already this year. And so. What do you take from his performance? Had had a lot of of good quality wins. Just you know, fell short in that semifinal match.
0: Yeah, I thought he he wrestled pretty well. Um, and, and like you said, every kid that he was wrestling is probably a guy that will be in the NCAA tournament. So that was a, you know a little mini run for him. And then you know I think you look at that semifinal match that was. A mistake that was made that we you know that's why we went to that tournament we want to fix those things there and be ready for ncaa so to me what we were looking for is how did he respond after that loss and that was i think we had what 30 minute turnaround before he was up again yeah so he had no time to really dwell on that and had to get ready for another really big opponent and uh didn't stop wrestling didn't stop competing
1: Yeah, moving up to 149, Jack Arrington placed fifth in a pretty loaded bracket. There was a few wrestlers in that weight that just were, you know, some very veteran guys. And I think that's where his two losses came to guys that were, you know, in their fifth or their sixth year. And so just getting that learning curve is is going to be a big adjustment for him. But, you know, he picked up two ranked wins on the weekend over Hagen of Ohio and Lamer of Michigan. Picked up some good wins, got a lot of great experience out of him. It just you know, wrestled two guys that are very experienced and you know that's that's all you can ask for, you know, going to this tournament. I think it will help him out a
0: lot down the road. Yeah, uh, continuous improvement with him. You know, you look at his losses this year, they're all to returning all Americans. So he's uh every week getting better and better and you can see the improvement and the investment and You know, you get a kid like that, it's really coachable. You're going to see gains pretty fast. And that's what you're seeing out of him. And pretty excited for another big weekend for him. And, uh, you know, a chance to possibly wrestle some more ranked guys.
1: Yeah, at 157, Ed Scott had a huge weekend. He had ranked wins over number 16 Chumley of Northwestern and a top five win over Luan of Michigan had a really close match in the semis against Rob of Nebraska. That was a match that we wrestled earlier in the year. He really closed the gap on him. Where do you see out of Ed and just kind of that improvement he's made from the start of the year all the way up until now, he's seems to yeah. be really kind of chugging along and, and making some, you know, improvements to maybe some of the mistakes he made earlier in the year. Yeah. And that was,
0: uh, I think that kind of weekend for him, you know, and most importantly was how did he compete against, you know, a kid that's beaten him twice. Um, This year, where that match got away from us pretty fast, but I, you know, the way that he competed that weekend was lights out, and that's what we need out of Ed and been looking for out of him is to come in there and and let the throw the kitchen sink at guys, and he kind of did that this weekend. You know, he went out there, opened up, scored a lot of points, and you know, he's he's fun to watch when he does those kind of things. So it was a much needed weekend for him, Um, and I we, you know, you go back and look at that match, he did everything right up until maybe 15 seconds left when he got a little little bit too aggressive on the feet, um, almost had that ride out. But he didn't stop competing that whole match, and, and that's what we talked about and what we were looking for. At least put yourself in position to go out there and uh, – win that kind of match and he did that
1: yeah and it, talk about a quick turnaround with ryan jack he had a similar experience where he turned around and that's when he picked up his two ranked wins then were uh in the Concy semis and in the third place match he kind of blitzed uh luon of michigan was up 10-0 at the time and uh luon medical um defaulted out so he was really hitting his best wrestling towards the end there and picked up a a great finish
0: to the weekend yeah that was uh that third and fourth place match, I mean, that was, he was putting some points up pretty fast. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's unfortunate they weren't able to finish that match, but a lot of points in a short period of time against a, a highly ranked kid. So yep. it's a good sign. We just got to keep moving forward from there. Um, another great opportunity this weekend for for Eddie. So excited to see, let, let's see if he can throw some headlocks.
1: Edlock. <laughs> the Edlock, Yeah, we'll... Uh... Hit on that, um, his kind of slate at, in New Orleans. But 174 had a new face uh, at a new weight. Um, Alex Faison finished the tournament in eighth place. He picked up a ranked win over Hastings of Wyoming. Uh, wrestled tough all weekend, had a few really close matches, uh, lost to the South Dakota State kid twice, who's a top 15 guy. You know, with Faison, you know, he's going to be battling and will wrestle for the full seven minutes. He's It was just good to get some confidence for him to get a ranked win under his belt and you know, yeah, first get on time, this podium.
0: First time up 74, and we made that move, you know, kind of seeing where we can put the best guys this year. And I think it's, so far it's been a good move and like some of the stuff we saw out of Faison. Um, getting that ranked win in overtime was gutsy. And that's kind of stuff we're going to see out of him as a kid that competes really hard and, and kind of fits in well with our lineup and mentality. So, yeah, we got a, another big weekend, kind of still letting that weight play out a little bit. But getting a ranked win and uh, the way he competed out there was was a good sign for us.
1: Yeah. Owen Treffin at heavyweight, he finished seventh. He picked up a big ranked win uh, over number 12, Fernandez of Cornell. It was kind of a uh, a tight match, and he was able to get a reversal and get the fall there. He had a few uh, wins via medical forfeit over some of the top ranked guys, so we didn't get a chance to see him against them. But you know, wrestled pretty well um, against Mason Paris of Michigan. Uh, hung in there for a bit, just. Was a little bit overmatched there and you know, dropped down and was able to finish out in seventh place. And so would have liked to see him maybe get some of those matches um, in that he won over medical forfeit, but picked up a huge win um, against Cornell you know, in that championship side of the bracket. So I was
0: pretty pleased to see him, his yeah. performance continued uh, improvement from heavyweight. And I think the more he competes and the better he you know, the results start coming, the more confident he he has gotten. So, uh, yeah, we we like what we've seen out of Owen. And for him, you know, it's the same thing all year. We're going to continue to see some pretty good guys and we get to test where we're at. But constant improvement right now and looking for another big weekend at at a heavyweight here in these duels. Yeah, now on to the champs. Uh,
1: 184, Trent Hydley took first. He had three top 10 wins on the weekend over Fine Silver of Michigan, Romero of Ohio State, and Keck of Northern Iowa. For those uh, accomplishments, he was awarded with ACC Wrestler of the Week. Uh, just fell short of the most outstanding wrestler of the tournament. I would have liked to have seen those votes. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the stats on that, but I don't
0: know if anybody else in that tournament picked up three
1: top ten wins on the weekend and
0: and, and you know got a win over someone that you know the last time you competed against and was not the case. So yeah, it was a good weekend for him. Um, wrestled hard, made, made some mistakes along the way, which. We're going to continue to fix, but I thought it was a pretty dominant performance uh, out of Trent when maybe wasn't, you know, out there looking his best to say, but, you know, you're going to get 110% out of him. And as he keeps cleaning some things up, it's going to only be a little more dangerous for him. But, you know, that was kind of the thing I liked about our team. And we talked about it. We made a lot of little mistakes. We were a little sloppy and still got a lot of wins and uh, really good quality wins. And I think that's a good sign for for this team. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. one of those guys is Isaac. Yeah. You know, watch his finals match a little bit.
1: Yeah, so Isaac picked up a few ranked wins on the weekend. Uh, his match with Kozer of Navy was was nuts. Uh, yeah. They were kind of all over That the was place. one of those
0: matches where you're like, don't do that. <laughs> oh,
1: well, we got to get out of that. But uh, he ended up getting on top and kind of neutralizing some of the scrambles that were happening and slowed the match down, I think, after the first period and beat that. He got a second win over Allred of Nebraska in the semis. And then he um, took out Harvey of Oregon State, who jumped pretty high in the rankings after that weekend is now a top 10 guy. And so although it was a little bit sloppy in the finals, I mean, you you made out of there with a win and it's, it's another, you know, pretty credentialed top 15 bona fide guy out of Oregon State, and so great weekend for for Trumbull, for sure. His stock keeps rising and getting more confidence in his his style as, as time goes on.
0: Yeah, he's a hard hard guy to wrestle, and that's what's good about a tournament. You know, you you, you don't know the next guy usually you're going to compete against. So it, it was good, and it's where we're at as a team right now. I think week to week we're pretty young and inexperienced, so we we're going to continue to gain momentum and confidence from these guys, and I think that's what we got out of that weekend and. Mm-hmm. We hit the reset button, as we'll, we'll talk about, I'm sure, about getting ready for these duels. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think just like closing thoughts on Cliff Keen Las Vegas, I think one extremely positive thing was, was the bonus points. I think our team Absolutely. finished there was – it kind of rested on guys going out there and a lot of pins, so that pins was entertaining.
0: Throw those medical forfeits in there too; they're points too. We'll <laughs> yeah. take those at NCAs. Give us about six of those, right?
1: Yeah. I'm creating a proposal. I think uh, I think you'll like this, Pat. Yeah. Instead of it being labeled as medical forfeit, they're all just going to be labeled as verbal submission. Okay, I like it. I don't know. Maybe they will incite a little bit of pride in some of these guys not to give them up. But well, I'll try to. We're admit,
0: not at the sawdust open here. <laughs>
1: Well, hey, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to politic my way and see if I can change the uh, vernacular behind all those things. Moving on, had a a well-earned kind of off-weekend. Guys were in the midst of finals week. Uh, We went from. Yeah. Pennsylvania, to New York, to Las Vegas. Decided to give them off a week and kind of focused on training. Had a, a special guest in town. We want to just give a thanks to Master Sergeant Chris McNamara. He's part of the Army Special Operations Command. Came in, uh, talked to our team, led them through some team building workouts. It was a very beneficial stop. And hearing from such a high level um, person and everything he said just seemed to resonate with these guys on the team and it was pretty motivational to have him in and and run our team through a workout and just learn more about each other I think is uh, anytime you can have somebody like
0: that in was very yeah, beneficial that was uh, and thanks to phase family for those connections and bringing that up but yeah we got a lot of military background uh, on our team with guys and parents so it was good to have him come in, and his message was loud and clear. You know, we wanted to wait until we got a couple competitions in. Some guys had to deal with adversity, some losses, and um, just a good reminder, you know, that what we're doing and why we're doing it is uh, in the place of some other people putting us in position. You know, putting their their time in, so we can do these kind of things, and you know, not taking things for granted. And it was just a good message all all across the board for these guys. and Little fun activity at the end too. I thought, yeah, absolutely, A little chaos going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, Pia uh, really provided some opportunity for that, you know, chaos to shine through, and having some guys step up and try to lead their team through this workout was was pretty, pretty entertaining to see from the sidelines. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, they uh, the team went through finals this week. Uh, today was the last day. How do you what's the the message to the team? You know, during a, a pretty busy time like yeah. that, you know, you're getting ready for a big tournament coming up. You've got your finals for the end of the semester. What was the message to the team uh, during this time? You know, period?
0: We, we've known finals were coming for a long time, so the message was loud and clear. Don't let these uh, tests interfere in our training, and you know, to be focused right now is 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 critical because it's easy to get distracted and what we have to do academically here. But I think the elite guys can still do both. They they can put the time in, the studying in, and then for ninety minutes they can focus. And I it was a little bit of a struggle with some guys, and we, we do we got a lot of new guys in our in our team, so the intensity and the focus, you know, we had to reset a couple times. But I, once we did that, we were in a good spot and uh, feel really good about the training that we had leading up to these duels.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, maybe had a little bit easy this year with no no competition. I vividly remember. Whenever app I was going state through trip. finals, we would do the app state trip. We gotta get back to that. Yep, I remember we go up there, and uh, I just remember doing like all my studying in the hotel there, and then you'd you'd wake up and do some more studying, and then go and wrestle, and it was uh, always like a pretty a pretty stressful environment too, just because all those those fans there. I know they're a big fan of you, Pat, for sure, but uh, they always bring their best, and that was just like a a really good way to kind of test us, but. Yeah, I always enjoy. Yeah, no, I always enjoyed wrestling there. I, yeah, but adding in the finals, that was a little more added pressure too. So I, I felt like I got a lot out of yeah. those
0: trips. We we've got to get back to scheduling that on finals week. That's good for the guys. To <laughs> go up there, and next year it's it's at their place. So maybe we'll do that. But no, it's uh, one of those where we obviously been on the road and got our miles up pretty good the last mm-hmm. couple weeks. So we knew we needed a weekend off going into another big trip. And, and this will really be the end of a lot of our travel for the year outside of NCAAs. You know, every trip from here is a bus trip after this. So we, we got it all done early. And then, I, you know, the goal is to to go fresh into the, the end of the year. So we got to get through some really good duels that we got lined up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of the duels, going to go into the collegiate duels preview. So on uh, Monday, we'll be taking on... Number 25, Cal Poly, and number 19, Lehigh. These matches will be live on Rockfin. Cal Poly match will be at seven Eastern time and Lehigh will be at nine Eastern time over in the central time zone, have a little bit of late night, uh, matches for, for some of our fans. Uh, I didn't realize that New Orleans was in the central time zone until like two days ago. So I'm, I'm glad I got that. Well, we were looking up the
0: NFL game (laughs) and you're like, it's noon. I'm like, no, they start at one and we, we pieced it together.
1: Yeah. So uh, Falcons versus Saints on on Sunday during an off day might have a few guys want to want to go swing by and check out the game. I think That'll we can make fun. it work.
0: Be a good atmosphere. Yeah, Someone get out of the hotel and get our mind off some things. Yeah. So speaking of the wrestling, number
1: twenty five Cal Poly. I've got a, a couple matches highlighted in this duel. Uh, One forty nine Jackson Arrington will be taking on number eleven Dom Demus, uh, an Oklahoma transfer guy's been around um, for quite a while. Veteran at this weight class, you know, high flying moves should be a pretty good matchup at 149. And also the premier uh, matchup, maybe of the whole event you've got number nine, Isaac Trumbull taking on Uh number seven, Bernie Truax. So that's a, a returning all American 84. He's moving up. Um, probably two of the taller guys you're going to see in NCAA wrestling. Be so and, be, knees and elbows there be some
0: entertaining matchups there. What do you look forward in, into those two matchups? Um the same thing. Chance for us to get better and see where we're at and, you know, make those gains that we've been looking to do. And, you know, Right now, Jackson's coming off a really good tournament and gets to see another experienced guy. So it's only going to make him better. And, yep, Isaac's got an important weekend. He knows that. It's something I think we've circled a while back, knowing that we get an opportunity to wrestle two guys that are ahead of us on paper. And those are only things that you won't want to see and, and go after. And, you know, gives you a good test of what where are we at and what can we do to continue to get better. But we're excited about any opportunity we get to wrestle ranked guys right now.
1: Yeah, the the second match of the night at, at nine Eastern time, nine PM Eastern time, will be against number nineteen Lehigh. So a very interesting duel meet, just because um, a lot of these individual matchups are going to be ranked versus ranked. Yeah, there's not a uh, not really any matchups that stick out that are. Um, one person is heavily favored towards the other. Um, so, you know, if, if at any point somebody gets bonus points, it'll be pretty big into the team score. Yeah. But I've got three matchups that are uh, a pretty strong. Number uh, 133, Kai Orini um, will be taking on uh, number eight, uh, McGonagall of Lehigh, had a big year, has had a, a few big wins to start. Uh, 157, Ed Scott will be taking on number seven, Josh Humphreys. And at 197, Trumbull's back at it again uh, with a top top five opponent against number four uh beard yeah so uh, a lot of
0: big time matchups um you know you got to win the the toss-ups right that's what dual meets are about uh showing up and there could be six matches that are just like that and you got to pick those up um like your predictions you wrote out the good the bad and the ugly yesterday (laughs) so we played every scenario out um which was Very unique. Um, And you're right, there is a lot of toss-up matches. So it should be a fun, exciting duel. And you know, those guys always bring their A game and they're a tough, tough team. And we haven't got to compete against them in my time here. So that'll be first, uh, both with Cal Poly and Lehigh. So some two new teams we haven't seen.
1: Yeah, I think that just goes back to some of my high school days whenever... uh I don't know. My coach would kind of put me in charge sometimes of of uh, just deciding where we had some angles in the lineups. And you know, in high school wrestling, like you if can you can bump around like crazy, let's pump. We'll bump some guys up. <laughs> I haven't seen that in college wrestling. In quite I'm ready to time. bump. I
0: think it'd be good for guys to bump.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would write down just you know. Completely all beneficial towards us. What I think will most likely happen, and then just the absolute worst case scenario. And so I I have that kind of habit that I've taken through college. We're gonna, with you're
0: going to keep that folded in the in the drawer and see how you do
1: see it. how it how it goes. But uh, now nah, it's going to be a really fun week and good good two duels that first day, and then uh, the the uh, second day is is just one match. Um, it will all kind of depend on how the results go on day one, but you know our crossover match. Possibly is Ohio State, Northern Iowa, or Lock Haven. So that second day is still TBD. But a lot of great wrestling in in store um, heading into the holiday break. Kind of any any thoughts on anything you really want to see out of the guys um, as a priority going into this uh, this tournament?
0: Yeah, I mean we were talking about it earlier in the in the week to uh, be ready, be ready to compete, and know that you know holiday break's coming up. A lot of guys are more focused on that and we got to make sure that we um put good quality time in and are ready to go monday and tuesday and i think you know our workouts have been pretty rocks out uh, through the finals week and as we get a little closer here uh intensity will start picking back up and uh, you can feel that there's gonna be good competition in the air
1: yeah absolutely and i think uh Another interesting part about this tournament, it's held in New Orleans. Uh, no Division One teams in Louisiana. Not necessarily a, a hotbed for wrestling events. But I think it's pretty cool that this tournament's going to um, an interesting location where there's not a whole lot of uh, college wrestling um, taking place. Um, me, personally, I know this won't surprise you, Pat. I'm kind of interested in the cuisine that's going to be offered in, in New Orleans. I'll that uh, yeah, jambalaya. We're going to get some
0: good jambalaya there.
1: I wrote down a oh, few highlights of things that maybe one of, uh, I want to try. Yeah. Um, and I have, uh,
0: you know, Ben Broussard, uh, you know, Wolfpack club and, you know, obviously is our sports supervisors from, from here. So hopefully he's going to give us some good tips or, you know, take us some, some good restaurants he knows about. We're going to see if he holds back on us or not. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I have the, uh, I like to eat the gumbo at Mitch's Tavern. And so I had, that's my first on my list. I'd like. You know, try it in New Orleans. Uh, Jambalaya is there. You mentioned that the beignets. You know, I'm a sweets guy. Yeah, donuts, like donuts. So that's going to be loaded up on carbs that <laughs> weekend. <laughs> that's guaranteed. Uh, po' boys and uh, crawfish boil. Those yeah. are some of the some of my stuff. I don't. Is that
0: all one day you're going to do? You think? Or are you going to spread that? I'm
1: going to be I'm going to be uh, you know incapacitated then the next day if that's what I'm doing on day one. Well, but, we might want to
0: start Sunday like that.
1: Yep, we'll see. But those are just a couple of things I had in mind. Um, I know we've got a couple of connections, you know, with Ben and you know your old buddy Dan Cormier. He's he's from the area, so maybe he'll have a, have a couple of good
0: insights for you. Yeah, DC DC can eat too, so I'm sure he can uh, give us some good spots.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that that'll do it for the uh, New Orleans preview. I uh, wanted to finish off this episode. Um, you know, we're going into the holiday break after this. Next time the podcast will be back. We'll be in January. Uh, Want to kind of get an insight on, onto, uh, what your holiday break looks like, you know, um, any, uh, Papalizio Christmas traditions that, you know, that, that, you like to, uh,
0: you know, to do? historically we, uh, have a pretty big Christmas Eve back home. Um, but the last, the, the way our travel has been over the years, i have not attended to the Christmas Eve, but that is a huge, mm-hmm. first of all, it's a big Italian culture with the fish and Christmas Eve and everyone getting together. Um, <laughs> But no, this year the amount of traveling that we've been doing, we get a couple of days to regroup, be here, um, getting ready for the next part of the season, recharge that battery, right? Yep. Uh, got a couple
1: questions for you here on just your faves on the uh, just Christmas culture in general. Yep. So, favorite Christmas movie? The Christmas Story. You're gonna poke your eye out. <laughs> I figured you'd be in, into the classics, but... Uh, that is a, a classic.
0: That's played probably 24-7, yep. three days before and three days after. I mean, you know
1: it's a good one if a whole channel you know, on television just has a play all day long mm-hmm. during Christmas, and so that's pretty impressive, the run that it's had. Um, this one, I'll, I'll, I'm not totally sure what your answer would be, but are you a Christmas music fan or no?
0: No, absolutely despise it. I can't not do even, Christmas music.
1: Not even like no. Frank Sinatra
0: or anything like that. I don't, maybe, maybe the morning of Christmas. Uh-huh. But I mean, we're playing. We, we were a month out playing it, and why don't the guys play it in practice? You know, why don't let's let's throw on some Christmas music and practice see how that goes. There'll
1: be some adversity. Some guys, I think, I think we should do it did. today. Other we, guys. we do it today. Well, we'll, we'll test yeah, them yeah, mentally. Yeah. I I don't hate it. I I. I you better come up with a good playlist. Uh, Heath actually has a a Christmas playlist, so I'm sure you guys
0: found like heavy metal Christmas music too. No,
1: not not necessarily. Would find that. I I think as as I get older, um, I appreciate it a little bit more. Uh, I lean towards uh, some of the classic artists. I'm not don't necessarily love like all the remakes. Kenny Rogers' Christmas is pretty good. Uh, Yeah, I I like that. Um, What's the one? uh, Oh, I forget. I think it's. I can't remember. There's like one, a song that's called Honky Tonk Christmas. Oh, okay, yeah, that's like, a good one. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, hey, the uh, my favorite Christmas song, though, you'll like this, is, uh, you know, I'm a big Neil Young guy. Yep. The only song that Neil Young and Johnny Cash do together is uh, Little Drummer Boy. Okay. And so that one's actually. That's really, actually a great one. Yeah, so I, I really like that, just the kind of, the fact that those two artists, the only time they have ever performed together was for a that's Christmas That's good facts song. right there. You did your homework. Yep. Um, last one I have, uh, yeah. and, uh, I'll share mine too. Best gift that you've received during the holiday season. Anything that, uh,
0: mm. was memorable, memorable to you? I don't, the gift thing's probably not the focus, I guess. Cause you know what we do and when we do it, it's the time that you get off and being able to actually not have to travel and you can focus and hang out, um, I don't know. Never. I've always gotten some cool things, but I don't think we've ever put a lot of focus in on the gift side of things for Christmas. So the gift now is time to uh, hang out and uh, see people. I think that's the big one.
1: I think the, uh, the last few years probably have tainted your memory of the gifts at the, our like team white elephant gift exchange. There's always some.
0: Now that's comical. (laughs) That there's some great gifts that go around through that. We, we gotta make sure we do that again. Yep. Um,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll say my the best gift that I ever received, um, I've always been a, a big movie guy. And uh, I was always kind of really excited to just, my dad and my mom would always get like a, a good pack of movies for us um, each Christmas. And some of my highlights were just the whole Rocky series. Right, right. Um, that was like a pretty cool Christmas. Cause then, Did you watch them all straight through? Yeah. And uh, Trent got like... The robe and boxing gloves with it. And so it, <laughs> <laughs> that was um, all. <laughs> that uh, explains some of the battles I've seen you two in. Yep. But uh, the one, it's kind of funny. The uh, Just with the time period we're in in wrestling Lehigh, one of the movies uh, was the John Trench movie, the Veritas. Yep. And I think that was when I was starting to get into the sport a little bit. And I think, as you know, like a lot of wrestling movies are pretty cheesy. Like that one was like was pretty sick. And, uh, I didn't know much about it, but my dad, the, the first wrestling match that I've ever went to was, uh, Lehigh and Penn state. And that was when Trench kind of like, um, was getting poked in the eye and yep. he threw his opponent into the bleat or into the, um, into the bench, uh, where Lehigh was sitting and, uh, he got thrown out. And the people in the in, in the stands were like throwing water bottles on the mat. I remember that. And that was crazy because I was six years old. And that was my first wrestling match I ever went to. The good one to go to. Yep. And so when my dad got this movie, I was like, oh, this guy's you know, he's nuts. You know, he got thrown out. He's crazy. But like you actually listen into his story. I was like, this is really cool. And it kind of taught me that was the first time I ever learned about like what high level wrestling was. And I think that was kind of a memorable Christmas gift for me. It was just I all the movies to,
0: that come uh, with it speaking of trench when i was at army way back when as an assistant coach he used to come up quite a bit and work out so i got to know him and that is a pretty cool story and he's actually great guy and was really good at wrestling
1: yeah and then it was was all came kind of full circle whenever i was in high school he was coaching at uh, parkland high school and uh, i had a few uh, battles with Ethan my my freshman year yeah it uh did he put the backpack on you he did i i was a kind of a tough matchup for him though and so i went into rideouts the first time i wrestled him and he rode me out and it was just he's just tough on top and then the second time i wrestled him um it was like a last second kind of exchange type of type of deal but i still i was owing two against him and I, I remember it was like kind of crazy seeing trench in his corner just because i grew up like oh yeah. that's that's kind of a, cool. an idol for me but uh that's pretty funny yeah that, that'll that do it um for our the pat portion of this podcast um pat anything anything to
0: close out on no looking forward to uh new orleans and having a good show in there and seeing what kind of food that you can stuff down for the weekend
1: all right fans uh stay tuned for an exclusive interview with director of wrestling operations mackenzie wood Welcome back to the Pack Mentality Poppins podcast. Here on episode number one hundred and two, I am joined with I'm joined by Mackenzie Wood, the wrestling director of operations here for NC State Wrestling. Mackenzie, how's it going?
2: I'm doing good. How are you?
1: I'm great. Just finished up the interview with Pat. Um, Wanted to give the fans just kind of an insight into, you know, the newest staff member of our team. um, What goes into the director of operations job, um, her background before coming here to NC State and just kind of her impressions on the job so far and what NC State wrestling is about. Um, Why don't you start off with just kind of talk a little bit about how you got into sports um, and a little bit about your background before coming here to NC State.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, You know, I kind of grew up around sports. I played basketball, soccer, um, loved basketball. Actually, wrestling was one of my my least favorite sports. And it was actually really funny. Um, My aunt was a teacher. And so she took me to and from school and she was the head coach of the mat maids at our, our middle school. And she was like, come on, Mackenzie, just just join. Like, let's do this, like you're already here. And I was like, no, I was very adamant that it wasn't something I wanted to do. And, you know, a couple years of just sitting through these meetings that I had to be at and I was finally like, oh, I actually really like this. And, you know, it was just, it took off from there. I ended up doing it. I went back when I was in high school and was the assistant coach of the team. I did it for my high school team um, and even pursued it in college at WVU. And it was just something that I really enjoyed. And whenever I graduated from college, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And it was just something that really fit for me. And I've loved every second of it.
1: Yeah, that's great. I think kind of like your hesitation to the sport is pretty typical. I I would, even my parents were like that whenever (laughs) I... First, told them that I wanted to wrestle. My dad had played basketball. Nobody in our family had ever wrestled. And wrestling one of those things when, when your family does it, you just do it. Um, but if from an outsider's perspective on like just the sport itself, a lot of times they're like, wait, wrestling? I don't know. That seems a little bit crazy. But now that my dad is into it, just because me and Trent are, he's like almost wishes he would have done it. And so it's just always kind of turns people from once you understand the little bit of, of that side of it, it becomes, you know, pretty cool and I guess just after hearing that what is one thing that you would say like I don't know does the stereotypes or anything like that about wrestling that's actually true and one thing that you would be like (laughs) ah this isn't actually this isn't this isn't true compared to what everybody seems to say about it
2: yeah no it's definitely a super hard sport like just being around the guys and you know seeing what they put their bodies through day in and day out I don't think a lot of people realize you know just quite how hard it is it's one of the very few sports I think that's like a, an individual sport like you know mm-hmm. you have your dual meets and you know that all adds up at the end but you know nobody can go out there and win or lose that match for you like you have to do it for yourself and I don't think that's a lot of a lot of sports don't have that aspect mm-hmm. um, in terms of like something that you know has surprised me about the sport is like the camaraderie I mean I you don't get that with a lot of sports like it's you want to make the basket or you want to, you know, make that assist or the goal. But um, in wrestling, like everybody cheers for everybody. And just to see like the guys um, on the sideline, like, you know, they, they jump around and they cheer for the takedown or the pin. Like that's just really exciting.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that's one thing that is uh, very interesting about wrestling is you've got that individual side where you have to stay focused and you have to, Really, just be on your routine, and then once you hit the mat, uh, and your your part is over, you get to like really relax, especially after you win. And it's cool <laughs> to be on the sidelines because then you just get to be crazy. And the more amped up you are, the better off the team is. I think like it was earlier in uh, earlier in the year, we had like a pretty quiet bench for some reason. I think it's because we had a lot of new freshmen; they just didn't understand the expectation. But we were in Albany, and Trent got under the guys, like. After the first match, she's like, no, you guys got to be yelling on the bench if you're not wrestling. And I think the guys were like, oh, OK, OK, we'll do that. And then next, you know, the next match against Illinois, the guys were going crazy. And I, <laughs> it's a lot of fun it, for sure. And I, I, I'm glad that you get to be a part of all that. Um, I think just going into the your role here um, within our, our staff, what would you say is a, is a typical I don't know, all the things that you are controlling and all the things that you have to do for a trip like New Orleans. You know, where does it start, Um, you know, in terms of preparation, the timeline of it all? And then whenever you are there and we we get to New Orleans, what does it look like for you?
2: Yeah. um, You know, it's a long process. I, I started back in in late August and I was doing travel arrangements for New Orleans. Back in in September, early September, Um, you know, it's finding a hotel and, you know, food arrangements and flights and rental cars. And, you know, whether we take a bus or or not, Um, a lot goes into it on the back end. And then, you know, you kind of just cross your fingers and hope it goes well once you get there. I haven't had that happen yet. Um, you know, there's always something to fix, and it's last minute, and you know it can be really stressful. Um, I'm pretty fortunate where I thrive in under those circumstances. I really enjoy it. Um, I think it definitely takes a certain type of of person. And you have to, you have to enjoy that, and you have to be willing to like go that extra mile. And you know, I'm I'm glad I get to do that for for this team.
1: Yeah, I think just the a lot of the stuff that like is unspoken about or um there's no publicity about like you're the one that has to make that stuff happen and so i think at times it's like almost like oh wow like we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you and i think a lot of times the guys don't realize that with like um like post weigh-in food they're always like oh wow this is pretty great you know what i mean it's one of those things that you don't think about and the fans don't ever think about but there's so many moving components to it all that the job i guess that you're in turns into that like uh you wear so many hats that it's like the the chaos that comes with it and the skill set that you have is like it's very hard to describe in one word but one thing that you have is just that ability to just put on a different head at any, at any moment and then just figure it out and that's like kind of a hard way to explain it but is that kind of what what you would take from it after, after a few months on the job
2: Oh yeah. The, the multiple hats is, is a big part of the job. I mean, like I said, there's always something going on that needs taken care of. And, and you're right. A lot of times it is behind the scenes and you know, that's just, it is what it is. I I don't need that recognition by any means. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do what I do and, um, Yeah, I don't have anything else. Yeah,
1: You talked a little bit about all the hats, and this is probably a very hard question to answer, but what do you think is the most important quality to have for your job?
2: Hmm. You know, it's kind of a toss-up. They kind of go hand-in-hand, but it would either be time management or organization. And I think they honestly are like, you have to have them both. I don't think you could just have one or the other.
1: Yeah, I I think one thing I've noticed about you working together, and this is kind of like... I don't know. All of us on the on the coaching staff are like this. We get so excited about certain things that we'll just start bouncing around and bouncing around, and next thing you know, we're forty five minutes into a meeting, and um, we almost need to get like back on track just over something. And one thing that I've noticed about you is that we can like go through those stages, and then you make these like really good notes about what we talked about. And then once we go back, like a couple days later, like, oh, Mackenzie took care of that whenever we were in those like that session of just bouncing ideas (laughs) off around. And so I think just like the attention to detail that comes with like just the kind of the guys that we have on staff, like obviously very passionate and uh, are throwing ideas around like crazy. But you're able to like really sift through all the stuff that happens and make out all the important details. I think that's pretty impressive to do for sure.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely a hard job at times. And and like you said, there's ideas being thrown around like a mile a minute and um, just being able to, you know, what is feasible and what's not and what will work and and timelines and, you know, notes are important. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think one thing that um, people might not know about is during our weekly meetings that we have with you know, all the guys on the team, um, each week they meet with a coach just to kind of discuss what their progress is looking like and anything that they have on their mind. And, uh, you're one of, one of the people that they will see each week. I was just kind of curious, like, is there anything that's kind of surprised you or or anything that you've been like, Oh, that's pretty notable that you've learned from the guys on the team in those.
2: Yeah. It's always weird because they come and they sit down and they're expecting like this serious meeting, like they've had with everybody else. And you know, that's just not really what my role is. And I don't have those questions to ask them. And so it's nice to see like a different side of them, like a more personable side. And it's not based on their wrestling abilities. It's like, you know, how many siblings do you have? Or like, what are your pet's names? And, you know, just kind of getting to know them on a more personable level is, is really awesome.
1: Yeah. I think that definitely helps just like having somebody on the team that like it is tough because we do have those conversations with the guys, but we are their coach and and you it's, it's different. You know what I mean? They can talk in, about anything and I hope that those guys utilize that time and see that as like whenever they have you for that week, they're like, okay, I like, I don't have to, I don't know we have to talk about wrestling. I don't really talk about anything at all. That's, you know, what I would normally talk to the coaches about. So I think that's kind of an unnoticed thing that that is pretty cool about the program that we do. Um, Anything that you want to close out on? I, I think uh, you know all the fans should, I, I'm, I'm guessing they've already reached out to you because I feel like you're kind of the gatekeeper between us um, on staff or the guys on team and then um, just the coaching staff. I feel like sometimes you are the, are the person that sees all the fans. Anything that they should know about you or um, anything about NC State that's kind of struck you so far?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm pretty much an open book. I mean, I get lots of phone calls and I chat with a lot of people. Um, feel free to reach out. Like, I'm I'm happy to answer any questions that I can. And, you know, if you ever see me at a match or something, feel free to come up and say hi. Like, I'm always interested in meeting, you know, what makes this Wolfpack fan base the, the best in the nation.
1: All right. Awesome. I, I really appreciate, you know, having you here on the podcast. Um, it was a great time and looking forward to the trip to New Orleans for sure. Um, that'll do it with us at the Pack Mentality Pop Ins podcast with episode number 102. I hope everybody has a happy holiday season, and the next podcast that we will be bringing in will be in the new year of 2023. So I'm looking forward to chatting with you all then. I'll see you later. Go Pack.